name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for the, the India crusade, God. We thank you for the traveling mercies, God. We thank you for everyone in this house, God. We thank you for the finances, God. We thank you for your truth, Lord. Father, we thank you for everything that you're doing and saying. And we thank you, Lord, that you're changing us from inside out, God. That we that you're going to do something so amazing, God. But we have to die to ourselves. Die to fame. Die to that ambition. Die to the love of this world, to the love of the things of this world, to the love of money, all the things that corrupt our relationship with you, God. Take them away, God. I pray for that for me, for everyone in this room and everybody listening. And Father, we thank you, Lord. And we thank you that, God, we're seeing that that even that it's a facade to think that every day is going to be great and we're not going to have warfare and the devil's not going to come and make us think that we're this or we're that or we're not doing the right thing or doing that and the conviction. How do we balance conviction and condemnation and how do we get rid of the condemnation and repent for the conviction? It's all in relationship, but that happens every day in everyone's life. And then there's those times of glory where he does that. But we got to trust him. we got to trust him. And what does the fire look like? I don't know. I'm not preaching about fire, but what does it look like? It doesn't look, my fire doesn't look like your fire. And your fire is not going to look like my fire. And I'm not where you are. And you might be further than me. We're not all, but we're all in relationship with God. And God wants to, us to be able to, to be available and not to be um, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and also not be tossed to and fro by emotions. Our emotions have to die. So God, I'm saying, God, is, is this my anger? Is this my jealousy? Or is this your righteous anger and is this your jealousy? And I'm still, even myself, I'm still like, and, and then I get stuck. I'm like, do I say that? Or is that me? Or is that you? And I want to get to the point where I just know it's him completely. So I don't have to, he doesn't have to bail me out and fix all these things that I did. And at the same time, that, but there are, there are seasons when I just know it's him. And then, you know, it gets, it does get, it, sometimes it gets boring. Because when you're in the wilderness, it's quiet, it's lonely. God's there, but you don't see Him and you don't hear Him sometimes. You only hear Him when He wants you to do something for it or something, but it's not the, and so we, we're like, and then the devil comes. Or then we see something and we can't, we can't let it go. It just, mm. I want everyone, uh, every one of us to get to that level where we only do what we see the Father doing. Only say what we're... And that's, that's our job of coming together is to learn His voice. And the voice of a stranger we will not follow. Today's message is called, If they hate you, they hated me first. Is this lighting really... Is it really lit up? I feel so dark over here. It's good though. Alright. It's going to be awesome. Watch this on the YouTube. It's like going to, it's like going to be 100 ten, ten times better. Just a couple steps. Alright, Acts 20, verse 7. Everybody there? If you're not there in the Bible, you're there in your heart. Amen. Amen. Because you know, they didn't have Bibles when Paul was preaching for three days on the... Upon, and upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart unto tomorrow, and continued his speech until midnight. The dude preached till midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber, lights now here, where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Echachus, being fallen into a deep sleep, so he fell asleep while Paul was preaching. Can you imagine that? But he was preaching till midnight, and he started in the middle of the day. <laughs> and people fall asleep, and we only get to preach for an hour and a half. Something's wrong with that picture. This guy didn't leave. I just thought, I mean, sometimes God just, I just start seeing things. I think it's really funny how, how the difference is. And, but this guy right here, 
he fell asleep. Like, guys, maybe this is written to make sure that you don't fall asleep. Because this guy died for falling asleep in church. You know, I'm going to show you right here. And Paul was long preaching. And you guys get mad because my messages sometimes go over an hour. I'm just trying to say, because I know I feel it. Like, he's like, is this guy going to fit? Then, then there's a few of you that are like, oh, this is so good. And then we all have to be just like so hungry for the word of God. And he would, Paul was long preaching and he sunk down to sleep and fell down the third third story of the building. And he was and he died. He was taken for dead. The guy fell out the window <laughs> while Paul was preaching and died. What a great sign and wonder. And then look what happened. And Paul went down and fell on him. Paul fell on him, embracing him. Trouble not yourself. His life is in him. He rose up from the dead. Right there, right? Is that, you see it? Am I missing something? Well, well, that's an awesome church service. Somebody comes to church, they fall out the window because they were, fell asleep when Paul was preaching and it was very, you know, very disrespectful. So God let him fall out the window so he can show his glory to Paul and to the... So Paul goes down and then wherefore he was come up again, he broke bread and eaten it and talked a long while more. This has nothing to do with my message today, but I'm just trying to say how it used to be. And if you want the revival and we want to have church like it used to be, and we want the latter, the former rain, the latter rain to be more than the former rain, we're going to start acting and have attitudes like they had in the book of Acts. Yeah, they didn't have iPhones. Yeah, they didn't have internet. Huh. They didn't have TV. They didn't have all that, so they had preaching. Maybe we need to get rid of some of that stuff so we can fall in love with the preaching more than what we get on YouTube, our fast food, our our, our Burger King Christianity. Amen. Have it your way. Give me a 15-minute sermon, and don't you dare, you know, tell me to repent, and I'll I'll listen. <coughs> that's the, I mean, that's what's going on in there. It's like, and that's what I'm going to get into this message about. It's it's, it's really, um, really, really strong message. And then he till he, and then so he departed and brought the young man alive, and they were not a little bit comforted. Can't catch the last part totally what it means, but Amen. If they hate you, they hated me first. Because when in my mind, I always think it's like, well, I got Jesus now. God is love. Everyone should love me. Everybody loves Jesus, right? I mean, he, everyone in church acts like they love Jesus. But the, the Bible says, if you love me, you obey me and keep my commandments. So we've come to realize that a lot of people love him by the Jesus that they made, you know, the God of mercy and forgiveness and died on the cross one. But when it comes to relationship, they deny him a lot of times and they say, well, I love, you know, him and my own agenda, my own calendar, my own religion. You know, I want to love him in the way I want to love him because I don't want to go to hell kind of love or whatever. But to really love him is to be hated by all men. That's what the Bible says. So I'm going to let us just, because lately I've been feeling a lot of hate. I've been feeling a lot of hate in the restaurants I go to. I've been feeling a lot of hate on the internet, the so-called Christians. And I've been feeling a lot of hate just everywhere. I don't know if you've been feeling it. Who's been feeling that? It, yeah, it's like, it, it's crazy. Just hate for, you just smile at someone and it's just, it's just like, and then you see, then you watch, well, is it, and then for me, I'm like, well, well, let me watch her. So I watched the waitresses and then they go over to somebody else and you guys were with me the other day when we were out to eat. And they're really nice to that person. I'm like, what is that? I tip well. I'm very nice. I don't complain usually about the food. And it's Jesus. It has to be Him, right? I mean, what could it be? If you're doing everything in your flesh 
to besides walking over to where you're man pleasing and trying to because we all have done that in the world and the world does that all the time because they want people to like them so they like the people just because they want that you know and I've seen a lot of people get along in the world more than people even in the church because why do people get along in the world more than people in the church because they have more of agreement than we have in the church today mostly more of agreement because comes to doctrine everyone's got a different one everyone believes this way and everyone thinks it's supposed to be this way and, and it's all written in the word and we, we have the answers right here so Matthew 5, 10 through 20, that first thing was just a good little thing of thought. Because I know a lot of people, because you know when you're preaching, you're like, you can feel it. And you know when people had enough. But we got to get to the point where, and when the Holy Spirit's done, we're done. If He's filling us, He knows how big our belly is. He's not going to overfeed us where it's filled up. And he, we won't be able to receive anything that doesn't come from Him in a sense of He has a meal and He breaks it up. And he's feeding different people in different ways all the time. Verse 10. Blessed are them that are persecuted. So we got to remember this. Blessed are you when you're persecuted for righteousness' sake. For there is the kingdom of heaven. So blessed when you're persecuted. So remember that. So if you're persecuted, you're doing everything you can in your own strength because we can't make ourselves love, right? It's a fruit and it comes supernaturally. So we can artificially love and that's what the world does to get people to love them back. I'll give you a little card and you're having a bad day. Hey, give me some of this and pat on the back and hey, you're going to be well. That's good. That's good. Affirmation words are great, but it's not really the, the real love that can come from the fruit of the Spirit because it's got to be done by the Spirit. If, it's, if we're doing any of our actions because we're wanting a response on the other side to be um, well on our side, then it still becomes an agenda. Or even if it's a good agenda, it's still an agenda. We need to learn how to love naturally. If we're naturally in the sense of spiritually, because if we're spiritual beings, then the fruits of the Spirit are to come natural. So we need to understand about this. Because how am I going to love my enemies when I get offended because I've done everything in my flesh to make them like me and I can't do anything else? And it gets aggravating, right? You start to... It, it puts walls up in our hearts. We start to not try because we're like, I've, I've exhausted this relationship. And it doesn't seem like, but God says he wants us to keep doing, producing fruit. So do we begin to get bitter roots and close the world off and then souls go to hell? Or do we learn how to actually do this? We have to understand it here before we can do it here. So our mind needs to be renewed on what what are we really to expect walking in the kingdom of God or walking on this earth in these times. It's all in the Word. We need to be ready for it. That's why Jesus said it all the time. They weren't even getting that really yet. Jesus was protecting them. He was taking all the shots for them. They were just following Him all the time. And when they came, they came to Him and His disciples and they come and ask Him questions. It's like they didn't start getting the stones and the rocks and all those things thrown at them and, until after He went. So, blessed are you when men revile you, persecute you, and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my, for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for they so persecuted the prophets which were before you. It's a funny thing, who is he talking about though? Who is he talking about the prophets before you? He's talking to the disciples, but who was it that was really persecuting the prophets before him? Well, it was the Levites, the priests, those in the temple, yeah, every and and the world, but it was everybody because they were saying, "Hey, you got to do this, and it's you're doing this wrong." Or, "Hey, so they were the uh, in Israel itself, but also because he said that 
how we know that it was even the people that worked the temples and stuff because he said this. He said, you say that they stoned and killed the prophets before me, but if it, he said that if it was so, you're, you would do the same exact thing. So they get mad at the forefathers, in other words, before them that did all the stuff that was in the scriptures, but Jesus is reading their hearts and saying, you're, you do the same thing. And they what? They did it to Jesus, right? He was, pro- he was a prophet above all prophets. So, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its savior, where shall it be salted? So right there we got to understand, or persecuted, reviled, false witnessed against, how are we going to handle it? How are we going to not let it contaminate our hearts, or get us bitter, or make us pass an offense to somebody else about the same thing? There's a lot of dying that has to happen for that to happen. So, but we need to know that... It's not the light against the darkness. It's the light trying to shine in the darkness. It's the light trying to take as many people out of the darkness. So if we get a spirit of of it's us against them, it's good against evil, you know, this isn't um, um, Marvel Comics. This is the kingdom of God where we're supposed to love our enemies. So this is where it gets tough. Where do we say what we say and do what we do so we don't just get apathetic and do everything that, uh, that the world wants us to do and be good? And where do we stand for righteousness and where? So this, is a, this, is, this takes a lot of uh, training and a lot of um, heart conditioning to be able to do this right. The only way to do it right is to get the Father's heart and to know the Word of God and then to know the Word. Hey, this is supposed to happen. So God, help me to love Him. Or hey, I can't believe you did that to me. I've been so good to you. Well... How good was Jesus to everyone? But they hated his words. He offended everybody he went. Not because he did anything wrong, because they were doing everything wrong. There's a difference between getting offended because you're doing everything wrong. I mean, that, okay. He brought the word, they got offended because they were doing what opposite of the word and they didn't want to be told what to do, so they get offended. The word comes to bring us correction and adjustment and put us on the right path. So Jesus was the rock of offense because everything he said brought conviction to people. So the more that we become the word of God and the more that we start to walk in the word of God and meditate on the word of God, the more people are going to hate us. And that, you can actually say, the more that we become better in Christ... And more we come baptized in the truth of the Word of God, the more it's going to be. And you're, you think, well, why? Back then, eight years ago, man, it seemed like everybody liked me more. Everybody, and I felt like I loved more. Because you were doing it the way the world did it, and you were doing it the way they thought you did, and you weren't. So all this stuff is going on inside of you, and you're changing, and you're thinking you're really not as good as you were. And, but it's impossible. If you've been seeking God, and you've been abiding in the vine, you have to be changing. And the Word is manifesting. So there's something that we need to get into our minds to have a shift going on and say, this is how it's supposed to be. How do I handle it and how am I going to walk it out? And God, how are you going to let me love those? And even to love those in the church, because the, the most things are the people that you know are supposed to know Jesus and they act like jerks. Or they don't like the truth and they fight you and the world could care less because they just want to go. They don't even want to waste time. It's not right now. It's the really, it's the it's the friendly fire that's that's happening more. And then the world's not, we're not even to that point where in this nation at least that Christians are being hated and persecuted. Unless you go and preach at an LGBT rally, then you might get some warfare, you know. But the whole entire kingdom has got to operate like Jesus. He did not cross over that line. And he did some crazy things. He saw what was going on. He saw that stuff going on a long time. And there was a day he got, Spirit came on him. So he, he got angry. He didn't sin, but he got angry. He got righteous anger. And he meditated. And he said, this is, he said, I'm going to make, and he made a whip, right? And then as he made the whip, he flipped all the tables. And he ran them out. 
He didn't only run out. See, everyone thinks, okay, so we sell books and CDs and tapes and everything in the church. And people say, well, I just buy them. The people that sell them are the wrong ones. If you're actually buying them, you're part of it too. Because he ran out of the church those that bought and those that sold. So in that message that I'm going to be coming later about pimps, prostitutes, and johns, all three of them are, they might be at a different level of severity, but in, in, in the kingdom of God, wrong is wrong and sin is sin. So in God's eyes, it's all the same. So we see that he ran them out. And right now, the Spirit of God is coming to bring in the revival. And the, and the apostolic anointing is like a rotor. It's cleaning the way, paving the way for the, for the gospel to come. So there's all this warfare going on. Is he of God? Is he not of God? Is this person of God? It's, it's a mass confusion going on right now. And more than every, and every, day, every day that goes on, it's almost like what's going on in this nation. Either you hate Jesus or you love him. There's like this in-between thing ain't working because this, 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 this line has been drawn in the sand and the spirit of Elijah is here to say, hey, this is your side or this is your side. And, and people are still wanting to stand in the middle and it's not working. And they're becoming an enemy of righteousness that proclaim to love Jesus, but they don't want to deny their flesh or the things that God has told them to do and pick up their cross. So here we go. Neither do men light a candle and put it and hide it. Let your light shine and let that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Think that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets, but I have come to destroy but fulfill. In other words, His word is His commandments. He came to fulfill them. Whosoever therefore shall break the least of these and teach men to do shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever shall teach them the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So I want to teach what Jesus said. Not teach people how to get how much they can get away with. You know, false creed. Hey, it's okay. Or we just come here to get everyone just to get, you know, motivate you to make it to next Sunday because you know you can't defeat your sin. Or motivate you to love your friend when you know that actually you can do it with Jesus. What you can't do on your own, you can do it with Him, right? With all, with God, all things are possible. So we can actually love as possible if we begin to start loving Jesus more than ourselves. Because when we love ourselves still more, and then He does want us to love ourselves. It says if you don't love God first, or love Him with all your heart, all your mind, there's no way to even love yourself. So we try, there's people that love themselves, and it's a, it's, it, 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 it's different because they really love themselves, that they're not willing to change, they don't love Jesus more than themselves. So that's a big problem. We need to know that we are we can't do nothing without him and, and there's nothing without him. So he said this, for this is the least in the kingdom. So accept your righteousness, shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now Matthew ten, he says this. And when he had called unto them the twelve, he gave them, and he's called you, and he's given us the power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles were wrought. I'm going to skip them because you guys know them. And the twelve Jesus sent and commanded them, saying, Go you into all the world. Go you into all media. Go wherever your, your arena is. Go. Go there on Facebook. Go there on YouTube or whatever. And if you're not doing, spread it. That's what Joe was saying. We need to spread the truth. If it's the truth, it needs to be spread. Because the devil's spreading all the other stuff. So we need to spread Jesus. And then more people understand how he really is. Not how those other people are spreading the Jesus that they want or the false religions that they want. 
And there were sick and the lepers, and, ra- and he said, You shall cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely you give. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Preach the kingdom of God. Provide neither silver nor gold nor brass nor purses nor scripts nor for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes nor yet stays, for a workman is worthy of his meat. And whatsoever city or town you enter, see right now we don't have, we, what I'm saying is you're in your home. So you can still go into all the world and preach the gospel on media. If you feel like you're not doing nothing, get on the computer and stir some religious stuff. Stir some stuff. And then you'll learn how to love. Because if you're not faced with persecution, you won't learn how to be to stand when, you're pers- when, when persecution comes just because you're entering into a certain place. Or even that. And that's when many fall away from Jesus. Because they are like, they're not going to. So we need to understand that doing the right thing, there's a cost. Doing the right thing and knowing the right person and having a relationship in him isn't what they've told me it was going to be. And I wish someone would would have told me more because if I do try to listen to God, it's all about how I can get through my storm or how Jesus is the great Savior. No one's telling me what I'm expected to go through in this life just for being a believer. Everyone actually tells me, hey, if you're in trouble, what are you doing? You need to change your attitude. And, and I'm not really, it's not really the truth. So then you beat yourself up. Why don't people love me? So then you actually, you're caught in this place of, of confusion. You're like, God, I think I'm doing everything right. What's going on? Well, Jesus knew his identity. He knew what to expect. And he said, hey, they don't even know what they do. They just do it because they're being led to do it. And they're not of the kingdom of God. And people that are of the kingdom of God will do the wrong things if they have the wrong teachings and wrong motivations of the word. That's what will happen. If I have the wrong agenda of the word, it says, be a, a, a worker rightly dividing the word of truth. So if I'm wrongly dividing the word of truth, and I don't get the, the actual Holy Spirit and the heart and intentions of God for what he's really saying, and I think it's something else, then I can actually be deceived by the same word that's being spoken because I'm not understanding what is the heart of it. What is the, the backing of it? What does it really mean? Jesus, what are you really saying? Because this can't be in America, you know, we're a Christian nation. For now we are, but many are getting persecuted in the church. So why is that happening? There's a war of words. So whatsoever city you in, inquire it to them, be worthy. There abide till thence, and when you come to a house, salute it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return to you. we got to get to the point where we know we're worthy. We know we're speaking from Him. And we know that we have His love and His heart. And we don't let what they do or think affect us. Because we know what we're doing is being led by the Spirit of God. And if it's not, then you need to repent. So Jesus is trying to get this into them. What is about to come when I leave? Because you think you got it easy now because I'm I'm taking all the bullets and I'm taking all the shots and you guys are just watching and you just think it's me. But when I put me inside of you, you're going to go through the same thing. When I go to the cross and I send the Holy Spirit and I put my breath and my Holy Spirit in you and you begin to talk and walk and act and speak for me, then the same thing will happen to you. And if it's not, then you're not really speaking of from above. You're speaking on your own. And many people do that. They have God. They say that, but they speak on their own because they don't want they don't want to pay the price. So they minister, but it's it's a lot of man's wisdom or mixed with this and that. It sounds good, and but it doesn't confront any persecution, and, and it doesn't birth any persecution, and it, it's never confrontational. Which everywhere Jesus went, he 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 confronted something. He loved, but he confronted it. And God doesn't want us to confront all the time. But people are always going to say, "Well, you got a critical spirit." 
Or you got this. And it's like, well, and they say, well, do I or do I not? I mean, just because God shows me something. Now, do did Jesus pick fights once in a while? Most of the time he didn't. The fights came to him. The Pharisees and Sadducees were always speaking and talking and saying, well, we can get them because we, we, this word that's coming, we can't stand it. And he's making us look stupid. Because when you begin to live righteous and do things, when you make a decree that you're not going to sell your books, you're not going to sell your... Man, that's a bold thing. Now, other people are going to be required to do the same thing. Because it's in the Word. So all of a sudden, you become an enemy. Jesus didn't do what they were doing. He became the living Word. He, he knew they, they knew the Word, but they weren't doing the Word. A lot of people know the Word too, but they don't want to do the Word. James said, we must be not a hearer only, but a doer of the Word. So when you begin to do the Word, that's when the persecution comes. It's not hearing the Word. Everyone's hearing the Word, or hearing some Word, or hearing the Word. But when we start to do the Word, I'm saying that they're really preaching the Word. I mean, everyone's hearing something. And again, we talked last week about having ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, not what other things are saying. But when we actually say, I'm going to do the Word, I don't say anywhere in the Word where it says, um, free that I receive, then I sell it. Right? So, for example, somebody came to me and asked me a question. Well, don't you think if someone has a gift and they, they try to, they called it, I'm going to be the devil's advocate for a minute, but I just want to. So they asked me something. I'm like, well, if you're a pastor and you don't have that and you have a gift that God gave you and you do that on the side and it doesn't. I said, if anything comes from heaven, and even if it's a singing gift because they brought about a talent, if you're born with that, then I, well, I said, well, what happened to Beyonce? What happened to Whitney Houston? They started in the church. Because when you start. To, to use whatever God gives you to become famous or get ahead or, 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 or be lifted up, the world and the devil are there to take you out. So imagine. Then he said, well, everyone wants to sell teaching CDs and all these books and stuff. Okay. I said, so what's the difference if you got a healing gift from heaven and then you got a teaching gift from heaven? Right. So someone's going to come and now you're going to say, oh, we'll heal you, but it's going to be 1099. And I'll teach you how to heal, but you got to buy the whole course. Right. That's what they do with the teaching gifts. Really, it's like, so you're going to charge someone that's something you got from God. And I tell you this, I've never, and I don't want it because I want people to read our book that's free and other people's books that are good because not everyone's called into the same and has the grace in the same offices, but I've never read anybody's book. Nobody's book. I try to read one book here and there. I'm not saying I haven't read people's posts on Facebook and little bits here and there, but I've never sat down. And, and I, but I know ministers on YouTube and on that, and they and they read hundreds of books. They're all they're reading the, the the old revival song. Then they got so they got all that coming in them, and then they spit out books. But is it really coming straight? That's right. Straight That's right. from God. See, I haven't read it, so all I read is this Bible. And then God shows me how people are taking even my book, this person's book, book, and they're producing more books on what they think it's good, and they're robbing. And it says that in, in the Bible about Jeremiah, where that you steal other man's words. In other words, they're God's words given through that man. Get your own words for that for what God is saying. There's people and pastors that have the whole sermon and they have this guide of the book, and they just get a title and they do it and they give what they want every week. It doesn't come rhema from God. It's still the word of God. They still use scriptures, but it doesn't have the breath of God on it. No, it's called religion and it's called you know motive it's whatever it is but it, it, it's very deep so this person says so what is the difference so if god's now and if you're a forerunner which i am you're going to start saying things that nobody said there's a lot of hate there 
And you, there's a lot of, you just want to, I'm talking for myself, just say, what is, is it Is it worth it? And then you say, well, I can just, and you got to, there's a, so easy to sell out. It's so easy, but who's going to stand and not sell out and do what the word says once you see it? It's one thing that people don't know yet, but then the word comes and they know it because everybody's doing something nowadays because everybody else is doing it. They've never really thought, well, is it really in the word? And it's actually clearly says in the word the totally opposite of it. And it's all over the word. So they're not doers of the word. They're doers of tradition. They're doers of what everyone else is doing. They're doers of what the, the system of tradition and religion tell them. Then someone comes like Jesus and knocks over the tables and makes the whip and chases out all the people that are selling and buying. And, oh man, we got to kill this guy. He's a troublemaker, right? Elijah was a troublemaker. He said, are you going to, who is this one that troubles, who is this one that troubles Israel? And then you go home and you're hate and then you're persecuted. That's what Jesus said. Blessed are those that are persecuted. And you would think God would put you in a bubble because you're doing and thinking and doing all the right things that Satan wouldn't torment you at night, that you wouldn't have uh, temptations of getting angry at people. No, it's actually worse. Satan has your number. If you if you want to be one that's going to be a doer of the word, he's going to put a target on you. And we've got to learn to be dead. So the target, he doesn't hit, ever hit the mark. Never hit the mark. So that takes a lot of fire. And it takes a lot of dying. And it takes a lot of serving God. And it takes a lot of times when you don't even know what you're doing right, you just trust and walk in faith. Because if it was that easy, then all this word wouldn't be here. Will I find them worthy? Will he find us worthy? There's so many doctrines out there that make me nauseous, honestly. And I, good people, but you can, then you start to see, says, they just want to build their own king, their own name. They sell out and they want to be on Sid Roth with their book and sell it. And that's what their whole world mentioned. Then they say all the, the what gets me is because they say the same thing, but they do the opposite. And even in the book. Even in their books, they call people that sell this and do that. That's what bothers me. I don't let them do it. But when I know people are totally hypocrites and they're deceiving the masses and the masses are following them, and deep down God shows you it's like, or they're trying to be new wine, they're trying to be new wine, and they're old wine, but they're trying to be new wine. So they're trying to adjust things, but they never change the skins. And that, that stuff bothers me because they're deceiving people because they're talking about new wine. So baby Christians think they have it. And they change their clothes and they change that. But they don't change the traditions. And they don't change some of the foundations that were laid upon the master foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Means they don't, it's, they're building on hay, wood, and stubble. So what they do is they put a couple things in different and say we're new. But it's not. It's going to burn up. So he said, what servant enter inquire you're worthy and abide till you go thence and you come to the house salute it and if the house be worthy let your peace come upon you we got to get to that point not if you're worthy you got to know you're worthy when you go to that house you got to know you're sent we got to know that's where the devil wants to mess with you every day when you go on facebook and you say something that you know is going to cause a little but god did you say it or not you got to know he said it and then just release it and let it go right and someone once said that the truth will defend itself we got to be bold and righteous and love. But until the, there is a there is a revolution right now, and it's the truth. There is a movement right now, and it is the truth. That's what's that's what's going on. And because they don't understand, the real revival will come until there's houses and people that, when the masses come in, they're not going to be tossed to and fro and, and end up becoming lukewarm. They're gonna they're gonna have an encounter. And they're gonna fall in love with the word. And even if they end up falling out the window because the preaching's for twelve hours, they're not gonna. They're going to sit there and they're going to endure and they're going to want the Word of God and be hungry. Verily I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment for that city 
or that house. And he says, whatsoever you shall receive you, hear your words. He didn't even say his words, but your words because you now are speaking for him. When you depart out of the house or that city, shake off the dust off your feet. And we've been hearing that a lot, you know, shake off the dust. It's hard to shake off this because why? We're not dead yet. Pride. We got to prove ourselves. Jesus didn't. Ah, he was so good because he would like say all that and they would have questions. Sometimes he didn't answer the questions. He would come back to them with a question. I want to get to the point where I just come back with a question and they get so mad. Say, why? Where do you, and it's like, come back with a question. But I asked you first. No, I'm not asking you because you know what? You know their intentions of their heart. They're not really care about that. They just want to entrap you. So when you learn how the devil moves and moves, and, and does that, it can, it'll bless you in a family, workplace, everywhere, because you will not be entrapped by the devil. Behold, I send you as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. What's a synagogue? Houses of worship. Houses of prayer. Houses of, of worship. Right? What's the other part of the definition of synagogues? Oh, houses of religious organizations. I looked it up because I knew I knew what a synagogue was. But I'm like, so to now we have even even in our own the word even goes like if, if if they really sell out an apostasy and you're bringing the truth and if and if Israel killed their own prophets, it could be the people in the false grace movement or all these different false love movements that end up killing you in their house or scourging you. But they do it already with their words, right? Stones. I think words are worse. Because sticks and stones may break my words. That's the biggest lie from Satan. Sticks and stones will break, remember that? Break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It should be sticks and stones will hurt me and I will get a cast, but words will damage me for life. Words are life. See how Satan, those little kids, he starts to teach us these things that we don't, and so we just receive. But you know what? If we were known from a little kid, I'm not receiving any of those words because you're like, sticks and stones break my words will never hurt me. What that was was pride. So I don't care what you say to me. Because, but really, you go home and it weighs me all day, right. and then you're hurt. But you, you're worried, but because it was so power, it was so powerful. So the world tells you how to just pretend that something's not, and then it's not really there. But the Bible says, "Think on those things that are, so they shall be." As what the Word of God says. So I am healed because of the Word of God says I'm healed. I am blessed because of the Word of God. I am born again because the Word of God tells me. So I speak it. I'm delivered because of the cross of Jesus Christ. And whether I feel delivered or Satan's got a little hold on me right now, I'm still delivered. So I speak in those things because of I'm, I'm, I'm speaking forth and believing. And then it says decree and declare and manifest. So it's not lying when you speak the Word of God because God already spoke it over you. So Satan wants you to only speak things when they're actually manifest. But if you're speaking things first, you're declaring them and they're going forth and, and you're opening up and they shall not return void if they're the Word of God. So Satan wants to silence our mouth, silence our prayer, stop our warfare and get us to just wait on God to do everything. That's what religion does. Well, God will fix it. And we're like, no, if you're feeling depressed, speak you're not depressed. Speak your life. Speak that you have joy. And start to believe it. And all of a sudden you'll start to feel it. Because the word, his words are life. And that's what we need to eat. Not what the enemy says. Not what people, religious people on Facebook say. What Jesus says. They'll deliver you up. And they will scourge you in their in their houses of worship. And, they, and they, you will be brought before governors and kings for a testimony to them and the Gentiles. But they shall deliver you up. Take no thought of what you shall speak, for it will be given to you in the same hour what you shall speak. For it is not you that speaks, but the Spirit of God which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother. The brother is going to deliver up the brother. 
to death. And the father, the child, and the children shall rise against their parents and cause them to be put to death. This is the times that we, I believe, and so much is happening so fast right now in the world. I'm not here to preach the war or everything because that's, but if you don't look in the, and Jesus says they'll look to Israel. Look what just, look what's happening. We're getting so close because when this generation grows up and the older people that founded this country know about the morals of this country and different things, and I'm not talking Republican Democrat, I'm talking about lasciviousness, homosexuality, perversion, lies, and all that. I'm not talking about racism or anything. I'm talking about the doctrine they're teaching in these colleges. They, the agenda will rule because it's a mass vote. And, and it's, so, what, what hope do we have? We're going to be, we're going to become more and more like a remnant, more and more like a only few there will find it because the persecution will rise, and you won't be able to have a rally because they will change the laws and say you you're a hater because you're speaking what Jesus said. But he's the biggest lover that we've ever met. But they will make you a hater because you don't agree with their immoral agenda and you will not bow down to their immoral God and you will not take the mark of the beast. So you become an enemy. But this is happening subtly right now as we speak with people in relationships. They might not stone you. They might not beat you. But you can feel the silence. You can feel the heart turn. You can feel the facial and the body um, motions and the, all of that stuff. That's how it starts. And Satan starts and he goes and then he, they start to leash out. When things rise up, they rise up. You just don't come out and freak out. Hitler didn't come one day and start killing millions of people. He started to rise up with the little seeds of anger and little this and these looks and getting those people to agree with his, his uh, crazy agenda a little bit. And then when he got them and he deluded them, in their mind and thoughts, then he put fear on them and controlled them and made them do what he wanted them to do. And that's what Satan does in our lives, in people's lives. The disciples not above his master for it. In other words, if this happened to Jesus, it better be happening to you. He said, they'll persecute you from city to city and say, all men are evil against you. All for my name's sake, they'll hate you. But them who endure till the end shall be saved. They'll call you the devil. And they said, if they call the master of the house of Beelzebub, how much more shall they call you? In other words, if they call Jesus the devil, you think you're ever going to get to that level of a perfection? So they're going to find a couple things in you and me more than they found in him. So if they were able to speak out of their mouth that he's the devil, what more do you think they'll find on you that proclaim to be with him? And how are we going to do this and love the world and become light? This is not an easy time. This is going to take the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. This is going to be taken. And this, it's, this, is, this is what God's doing. No, and the churches, they don't want... They, they, they know all this stuff is in the Bible. They just say, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that later. Things are just... Things are just going too good in my life. or I don't want to ruffle or do this or that or anything. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we, we'll preach this and we'll preach that and we'll preach Paul's grace and we'll preach that. But God, a couple years back, God said, just start focusing on what I said because what I said is all about becoming one with me. Jesus was the living word. Paul spoke, preached with the unction of the Holy Spirit just like I'm doing right now. And truth in the middle. But Jesus was, was I mean, his words, he didn't have any opinions. Never. Paul has opinions. Peter had it, right? You see him. Paul, well, this is this is not the Lord me. Paul, I would say this and this about that. I mean, even in the book of Acts, everyone worships the apostles, but they had a strong debate on if the Gentiles should get their uh, circumcised or not. They they almost did it. They had to go. So don't tell me they had. They were so clearly the angel came. Sometimes Peter had to have a vision, right? Jesus. Everything he said was perfect. I'm not saying anything in the word that they said is wrong, but you can see the wrestle that they even had that we're going to have now with things that they're in. And people don't like to hear that, but it's, it's right there. Oh my God, he's talking about... It's, it's right there. 
It said, Dinamis, this guy, uh, something in the Copperfield, besook me, God don't blame me. He had people betray me. There was all kinds of different stuff that he went through. And Paul would say, well, this is my opinion, that a woman, it's like, he's, Paul would say these things, he's like, it's the word, it's like, it's for us to think, what is he saying, where's his heart, what's going on? Yeah, every scripture is given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And also, the revelations that he got are true. The bride of Christ, Jesus was saying it, that I'm the husband man, and the husband man, I'm going to come, and it's like a, a, a virgin, ten virgins, five or four, and but then Paul came and, and, and brought it to life about the bride of Christ and the marriage of two. So it's like amazing stuff, right from God. But also, Paul was a man. Jesus was a man, but he was perfect. We also have the Holy Spirit. So we must be trained by the Holy Spirit to understand. So we have this now going on. What's the difference? Well, people are arguing about baptisms. Just like they were arguing about the, well, do we baptize them on the fourth day? Or are they really going to heaven if they're baptized in water? They're not. It's like, and you know, there's still these kind of debates going on right now in the church with, with, with just things like that. And then Paul said something great and smart about that. He says, God didn't call me to baptize anyone. So that should shut up anybody. He said, I baptized a few. And I'm glad I didn't baptize anymore because you guys are starting to worship anybody that has any anointing. That's what he said. And he goes, imagine if I baptize all you, you'd be following me like a guru. And he would always bring himself low. But these people show. And he said, but God called me to preach the gospel. So then people want to say, well, he's not baptizing people. So God says, we went and baptized 27 people just to shut some religious people up. I really think it was because you know what? What really matters is, are you born again? Yeah. And yeah, go baptize you. Let him. But if I'm not called to do it, somebody can do it. I'm not, I don't, we don't have time to argue all these things. They didn't have time to argue about circumcision. They should have known already. Why would the Gentiles go do something in the law that God is saying he's come to, he's fulfilled the law and he's moving us into the dispensation of grace and it's a new covenant. They should have got that right away, right? So I'm just trying to say that to make you understand that even us today, we're going to have to meditate and have the Holy Spirit really show us. And it's so great that they didn't have enough pride that they didn't, they didn't write down things in the book. They, they wrote down everything they went through because they knew it would be beneficial for us. They did everything perfect. Then we'd really be worshiping them and think we could do nothing. Because people today think we can do nothing because it went away with the apostles. Well, then that means God's Spirit's not doing anything anymore. So then salvation doesn't happen too then, right? Tell them that. Oh, that's a miracle. That's the biggest miracle there is someone to be dead and come to life spiritually. But we just don't do healing and uh, there's no apostles anymore. And we just don't, don't do that. But you preach the gospel more and give out tracts more than anyone, the people that believe that. So can if think about it. Amen? And when I tell you in darkness, speak in the light, and the hear in the ear, preach it on the housetop, and the fear of them, which he said, Fear not them that kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. Rather fear them that are able to just fear him. That means God destroyed the body and soul into hell. That's what we really need. The fear of the Lord. You know what? We all gotta die some more. We all gotta love our brothers, even the ones that didn't get so we don't and then we know what? Release it. Dust dust our feet. We can love somebody and dust our feet. Just because you dust your feet doesn't mean you don't love them. It means you're not gonna let the, what you believe is so true and from God, and you don't gonna argue with them, you're gonna keep your peace. And go on to someone that will receive the truth. And if all of us begin to do that, there'll be less, more debates. And then let the, turn them over to the Holy Spirit to convince them. But that's why God just cleaned up the atmosphere with the, with, the, with the different doctrines. And God says, He knows every hair on our head, and it's all numbered. Fear ye, therefore, you are more valuable than spirits. So trust Him. Whosoever there shall confess me before men, I will confess before my Father in heaven. And in the new book, not that book, but the other book, um, 
The good thing with that is this, the chapter on chameleon, about confessing God or keeping quiet. It's funny, we get about our, a bunch of Christians, we'll talk all about Jesus and that, but we get around other people, and we're like, ah, I'm just going to keep that because I know it. I'm guilty to an extent. Sometimes I'm just like, but most of the time you got to get mad about something. Then you just do it, and then you're dusting your feet and you're at. But imagine just being free to talk about him all the time. Some people are like that. They don't even know it, and I, I uh, admire them, um, but sometimes... People do that too at a different time because they're trying to show off the... It, it's all about the heart. But to be really free to talk about Jesus the same if I'm with believers or not is a true um, test or a true mark of, of maturity that we're really going to stick up for Him. And we need to begin to do that even in this time. He says, A man's foe shall be his own household. That means your enemies will be your own household. He that loveth father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He that take not his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. See, that's the... We, I mean, how often do we hear that? It's more about, oh, you know, marketplace ministry. You know, let's go win souls. Or there's all a lot of good things. But how many people are teaching someone right there? To, we need to lose this life to find it. There is life here. But we need to lose this life to find it. It means we got to be dead to this, the things that bother us, the things that the world intrigues us to be. And in, 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 the, in, the, in the system now, the Babylonian Christian system that we got now, people still want to be the top minister. People still want to have the biggest selling book. And people want that. Some of them it's the love of money. The other is the love of ambition and fame. There's still an unhealthy and uncircumcised drive that's in their heart that's not from the, from the Spirit of God. So it's then it, it, it's wrong, and, he, and, and that's one thing that really bothers me. Because in the kingdom of God, nothing justifies the end. What's that that, that saying? I said this before about the means justify the end, or ends justify the means. The ends are, just because people always do that. Well, people are getting saved. Doesn't matter. God tells us to live by the word. So that's what's going on. Is everyone saying, well, look at all the souls that are winning. Or look at the people that can't get. But it doesn't matter. They're still wrong if it's not according to the Word of God. Imagine if people start doing it right, how much more there will be. There's always going to be grace and there's always going to be the movement of God if people are trying to do something for God. But imagine if everyone actually is a doer of the Word and not a hearer. And we, we get all these Babylonian mindsets out of the church that, that the carnal mind is in it, that, that, that separates us from the glory of God. He that received me also received him that sent me. He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives a prophet's reward. Receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man receives his reward. Who shall give a drink in my name to this little cup of water? In the name and only in the name of the disciple, verily unto you he shall know where it lose his reward. See, what we got going on is a Jezebel system. In the world and in the church as well. Because Jezebel wanted to build her own kingdom. And she would manipulate any men and women of God she could to build this kingdom that she had in her heart. So, a lot of them fell for it. Right? You've suffered that woman Jezebel to teach and seduce my servants to eat things sacrificed to other to idols, to other gods. In other words, all these prophets that she got, they, 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 they became prophets of Baal. Because... They started prophesying for her. She calls herself a prophetess. I means she was actually saying she's from that source. So what is she to sacrifice? So what is it doing? Anything that comes against the word of Elijah had the word of God. Kill him. John the Baptist had the word of God. Seduce the king to kill him. Chop his head off. Seduce him because he's not going to do it because he's not stupid. He knows enough and has a fear of the Lord. So it's the seduction that entraps um, men and women of God and systems is 
fame, money, your own kingdom, your own glory that get on that and and trap them. So what you get angry at, the word of God cuts all that away. So now you're not really against the people, you're against the word of God. So let's build a religious system or let's build a, a platform where we can put all this other stuff in the word of God so we can still do the things we really want to do and still justify it in, the own, in our own way. You know, that's it. Well, they're winning, they're winning, so doing this, and, and it's called mixture. And, 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 and when that's what's causing all the problems is these spirits getting people's mind. So then Elijah comes, or John the Baptist comes, and, oh my God, that's not God. Prepared. Oh, he was a, had the Holy Ghost. Oh, Elijah, you know, was confronting men, uh, taking down because, uh, and Jezebel, and doing all these things. God's prophet. Right? Why? Because he was telling you, this is the way, go. Now prophets in the church are saying in that same spirit is in the church because in Revelation 3, or 2, I think it's 3, right? Chapter 3. It says, I have this against you because you allow that woman that calls herself Jezebel to seduce and teach my servants to eat things sacrificed to idols. Well, what is an idol? Me. Hey, marketplace ministry, you can become millions and then you can be a, a, a big tither or you can be a big donor. So they, 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 Jezebel takes... The means and justifies everything they do because in their heart, they brainwash themselves in their mind that I'm going to do this because I'm going to be a bigger help. So I can do whatever I want. Even if it's against the word of God, I'm okay because what I want to do is good for God. But God never works that way. If not, then Jesus would say, hey, just do all you can to do better and we'll just forget about the word of God. So that's what's going on. So then a lot, then you come and bring a post or bring a teaching and then you're getting persecuted. Who got persecuted the worst? Elijah, John the Baptist, Jesus, and all the other 12 after they finally got the baptism of the Holy Spirit and said, you know what, I'm not going to run, I'm not going to deny him, and I'm not going to betray him anymore. And the one that did, what happened to him? Right? So then they got all got murdered and killed. And most of them was by the same system that they were a part of. Paul himself was a chief Pharisee, got born again, became the chief um, most wanted man by the Jewish people. Jesus, Paul, was America's most wanted, um, Israel's most wanted. <laughs> After he what? Got Jesus. He was Israel's most famed. Throwing the, throwing the, uh, they, they, they honored Paul so much that they took Stephen's garment and said, Hey, Paul, look what we did for you, man. Here's Stephen's clothes. We killed him. And Paul had to live with that, knowing after the truth. Then he became the most wanted all in one day because of Jesus. So I just want to get in our hearts that don't expect, because that's what they tell you. Oh, oh what are, you must be doing something wrong because all these attacks, you know. Love a little bit more. Do a little, and I'm just tired of it because they all think they want to do things like the world. Yeah, if you give false love, you're going to get it back. But I'm, I don't have time for that. Like the guy that came this morning, just sent by, just wants to waste time. He doesn't want Jesus. 1 o'clock, 7.30, 7.30. Never comes in. Comes five or six times a week and drains an hour to you and, then, and you don't have time for it. That's not love. Come on, that's, that's, that's not how it works. But they'll make you that, and then they'll, they'll try to tell you, and they'll suck like leeches. People will suck the life out of you. And if everyone's sucking the life out of you, how are you going to go and plug in and get the life of God in you? So you need to be... So you can't let people tell you what love is. You need to let the Word of God and the Holy Spirit convict you when you're being nasty or rotten. And of course, you're, that's what, yourself. You know you know what you're doing. And then you go repent. Then something stuff over. But there's so much time where you want to give so much to people, but they really don't want Jesus. They just want your time because they got no one else to talk to. And you're the only one listening because you really are walking in love. And the minute you're like, that's enough, you're not a lover anymore. That's, it's time. we got to stop that. 
And that's what they, they always do that. The minute you finally have enough, you've, they took two weeks of your time, you've had six meetings, and now you finally say, that's it, I'm not talking about this anymore. And now you don't love. Oh, so I become your servant, and you're, you're here and here every time you want something. And if I don't do that, I'm not loving. And that's what they create to do. So everyone's trying to do whatever they can, and they got all these ministries, and we're all doing that, going to the... And when, when Jesus didn't do that, he was led by compassion. He was pulled this way or that way by people's faith. People's faith will pull you. And if they don't have faith, don't come to me because then I don't have nothing to give you because the only thing you're going to get out of me is what's in me from Jesus and it's only going to come out by faith. So you just sit there, nice, smile, I understand. But you can't do that for 10 weeks, you know? The world can do that and they, people get a lot of money to sit there and do that. Let them go to them. Psychiatrists, pay them 100 bucks an hour and, and let them hear you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be mean, but that's what's going on. And then the devil will know when you're really walking in love. You'll, you'll listen for so long. And then it's time you put your foot down. Then they call you, you don't love. You know? And because and, and they don't really know how Jesus operated. He didn't waste his time like that. He confronted it, and they went away mad, or they repented and became born again. That's how it will become. That's what I'm getting us prepared for. Brothers shall betray brother to death, father and son and mother, and the same shall be saved. Neither shall they endure till the end shall be saved. I'm going to go through quicker, because I know we're not in the book of Acts, and... I see some of you almost getting ready. I'm just kidding. Fall asleep. <laughs> Blessed are you when men shall hate you. Blessed are you when men shall hate you. And they shall separate you from their company. And they shall reproach you and cast your name out as evil. The thing is when they do that, you sometimes think, I'm just saying what I do. Am I really evil? God, is that you? That's what we got to, that's what God wants to get us. Right? You all do, right? Did I, was that right? Did I pull? Because when I, I had the joy of the Lord and every God said, now all of a sudden now, this person says this and you're like, because you really love God and nobody really that loves God really wants to say anything in their flesh or anything that's against the word of God. So the devil sends somebody to get you to say something to say, oh, you're, Jesus doesn't speak like that. That's not my Jesus or however they do it. And then because Satan wants you to start, begin to start questioning just like John the Baptist in the prison. Everyone's mad at him, getting ready to get his head cut off. He was preaching. Now he's sitting there, and he's like, did I say something really wrong, God? Is this, am I really supposed to be here? Is this the place? I'm, this, is, this is how it's going to end? It's bricks, cold, steel, just for preaching and, you know, getting a little personal with Herod's wife. I mean, he, maybe he stepped over the line a little bit because of his zeal, but he's with Jesus right now. You know, he was, and so what he, he started questioning himself. That's what Satan wants to do. Is this really where I'm supposed to be? Is this what I'm supposed to say? Is this where I'm supposed to go? Huh? And all of a sudden, you're like a, a what do they call that? Crazy person. What do I call? What do I do? What do I say? It's like, I say the right thing, and I do the right thing. And then it's all about, and then it's like, and then you can't do nothing. And then it does. Then you go to season, you don't say nothing. And then you just get so stirred up, you say it again. Like, we just need to just say it, let it die, let it rest, and, and, and pray about it. And if you feel that it, it was a little bit in your flesh, go delete it or take it back and call that person. Say, hey, you know what? That came out a little wrong and I, then sh- you shut the devil up. But sometimes it's totally him and he'll come to you and make you feel like you're doing something wrong. And it's funny though, even though God, you might, there's some people that will do that too. And then you're like, God is like, well, it's not totally me, but it's okay. It's, it's like, it's truth, but it's not totally truth. So then all of a sudden you got to get over yourself because you're like, what? Yeah, but that got a lot of action. So if I delete it now, then you're not dead. Who, who's done that? Come on. You guys are lying. Like, you're opposed to barely get nothing. Then you come out and you're like, bro. You know, people, some people are like, oh, the lion in you. They do just love the lion in people. Sometimes they don't like the... And all of a sudden, you're like, eh, I don't really... There's a little... And then you don't want to take it down because you got too many likes on it. You know you're... You know that you... 
You gotta die to that. What you smiling at? It ain't me. <laughs> 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 that never happened to me. Anyway, it happened to me or I wouldn't be saying it, but sometimes you gotta go through go through stuff to get it out. But then you just take it down. I took down a lot. And she said, Where that she goes all the time. Not all the time. Two or three times she says, Oh, this thing says what does it say? Oh, um un it was good, but I just felt it's not good anymore, right? And I take things down once in a while. Some things I just keep up forever. Good. Take them down, right? If you know that it's God, though, keep it, and who cares what people say? And even if it is the Word of God, it might be out of timing, or be maybe it's something, and, and maybe it's something that's in your heart. I'm trying to talk to you guys. Some of you might not understand that, but I'm trying to talk to you right now where you're at. I'm not trying to promote Facebook or people. like I'm trying to talk. Everybody's on Facebook that I practically I know in this room. Basically, that's where most of your warfare comes from. So let's go right where it's at and teach us how to stand bold and be, be the man and woman of God that God's called us to be because they're going to hate you. And you know what? It's Jesus. That's what he's trying to tell you. It's him. And the thing is, we can be all that he's called us to be. Luke 21, 14-90. Settle it therefore in your hearts, not to meditate before that you shall answer. For I will give you the words in your mouth. I will speak to you. I will give you wisdom against the gainsayers and the adversaries. So now don't think about, well, what if this has a... He'll speak through you. Or he'll just tell you to be quiet. He'll speak to you. And that happened almost... Yeah, it's like, boom, rivers of water. It's like, wow, where did that come from? Because you know it didn't come from you. It's the Spirit of God in you that you're become, becoming one with and you're, you're speaking. When He can take over you like that, and all of a sudden, it, it'll be amazing. And they'll betray, here it goes again in Luke about, you'll be betrayed by parents, brother, kinsfolks, and you'll be hated by all men for my name's sake. All men, that's heavy. Not just a few. He's saying you'll be hated by all men. Are we ready for that? If Jesus spoke the word of God and was preparing his people, because they went through it, and he said the end time church is going to go through even more more persecution than the, if you read Revelations, more persecution than the, the book of Acts church. So they, they lived it right away, and the end time church is going to live it now. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness. Some of the people in the church, they love darkness. They love the compromise. So they hate you just because you, you're standing up for the light. Because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light. Either they come to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. I forgot to get the. Just thought about it. John 7, 4 to 7. What? Oh, almost done, guys. Hallelujah. For there is no man that does anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Then Jesus said to them, My time is not yet come, but your time is already, all, all is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hated, because I testify of it that the works are evil. So when you start preaching what Jesus, do you, do you see it? That's what people don't understand. Well, then, what's going on? They try to say, well, everything's... We need to judge a ministry by the Word Amen. and the fruit. People judge things by, by, by um, conferences. And people judge things by how many people they can get to come hear them. There's a lot more itching ears than there are ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen. 
So that's a false judgment. You see, Jesus said, said narrow is the way, and few there will, will find it. And that means if you're on the narrow way, few people will follow you. And broad is the way to destruction, where many find it. And if they say that there'll be mass mass apostasy and falling away from the, the, the truth of the gospel and the power of the gospel, then you need to judge the word. So what you need to do is not not judge things in your own mind or what the world judges them. The world will judge you're famous because so many people bought your album. And the kingdom of God will say, you're famous because no one wants to listen to your CDs. It's the opposite. Everything in the kingdom is the opposite. You're famous in heaven because you're persecuted more than most of your brothers and sisters. Do you get the difference? You're, you're, you're famous because you're sticking to the vision and you're not compromising. Right? That's what God says. Is, 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 I'm saying famous to God, but God's is, is, I'm not saying about fame. And with the church, wants to think like the world. Hey, I got 10 million followers because my song only talks about love and mercy. doesn't talk about the cross, repenting. No, those, those songs won't get high likes in that. You know what I'm saying? Because people are itching. The same with music. They want to hear the music that makes them feel good because if you're sinning all the time, you want to hear about love and mercy. But if you said, you know what, I'm dead to sin, and I'm going to live for God, and I'm going to preach boldly, I'm going to, I'm going to love, love, and mercy, but at the same time, I'm going to love the truth. See, the few that are fine, but I'm trying to get this in, because the devil will come all the time and say, well, how come this, and how come that, and how come, you know, the, it's the spirits. Satan is actually working with men and women of God to get people to follow them. And if you're really following preaching Jesus, Satan is working against you. So you got this. You got God, and you're thinking you're with God, but God's like, okay, leave them alone until they come and repent. I got enough preachers out there, so he's not really... And then you got Satan saying, no, go listen to that guy, because go listen to that guy. So you got Satan telling people in the world to go listen to this person, and people in the church to go listen to this preacher, and God's not sending you that preacher, but you have itchy ears, so you think now the voice of God is the voice of Satan, and you're getting led by a spirit, but... You don't know what spirit is, but it's not the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit wants us to pick up our cross and deny ourselves. The Holy Spirit wants us to, to, to be blessed more, persecuted for Him. devil will send you, go over here, you won't be persecuted. Everybody will like you. Jesus is love. And everybody liked Jesus, right? And they make you think that you don't even see it in the Word. And, well, yeah, everybody tells how loving it is. That guy's John the Baptist, he must not have been from God either. That's what they think. And you know what? If Jesus actually walked in the church right now, and I know people have said this and stuff before, but... And he came in and changed himself into the into another man and started preaching. Well, nobody really knows what he looks like because they didn't have cameras, right? So if he just came in here, I mean, they, they had some things, but they didn't have pictures. They had paintings, right? Maybe they painted his picture. I don't even know. But anyway, and preached. Church wouldn't follow him. They would they will say the same thing because if you're just reading what he's saying, they're not following you either. They're persecuting you, right? It's sad, but that's how it's supposed to be. It is how life will be. But we got to learn to love. He says this commandment, that we love one another as I have loved you. What greater love is does no man have than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends. And if you do, you are my friends. Most Bibles will stop there. You are my friends. I bet you get a bunch of them. He says, we didn't check that. If you do whatsoever I command you. You can't be God's friend and do everything opposite of what he tells you to do. What kind of friend would you be? Hey man, will you pick up my mail when I'm gone? And you never pick it up. And you say, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow you, Jesus. Yeah, hey buddy, I'm going to get your mail. And all week you're like, let him get his own mail. Who does he think I am? That's what we say to Jesus every day. Tell me to do that. Who do you think I am? That's how we are to you when we do it. Okay, what is it? Oh, I'm going to pick, I'm going to go and, you know, I'm going to do that. 
your friend, best friend, he's like, he's asking, hey, will you water my plants while I'm gone? And you come back, and you, and it wasn't like you're busy or forgot. You just said, I'm not going to do it. What kind of friend are you? Jesus says you're his friend when you do what he says. And he's our master. It's not like a friend that we can say, hey, I don't have to do whatever you want. But a friend, there's a friend and Jesus is perfect. So whatever we do, he tells us to do, there's a benefit in it. There's a cleansing in it. There's life in it. And there's protection in it. So as he says, you, I call you my friends because you do whatsoever I command you. So that's so heavy right there. And he says that we, and he commands us to love. But not like that person that wants to take your time all week. And he's going to tell you what love is. Let Jesus tell you what love is. Love will say, hey man, I, I, I got to spend time with Jesus now. Or I have other sheep that need my time and you're wasting it. Oh, that's not. And they'll say, you're a clanging. So that's what the, uh, that guy, they say, you're a clanging symbol. You guys are all clanging. Or the guy, you're, you're the clanging symbol this time. Last week it was me. Then he came back and you're a clanging symbol. I don't know what happened, but that's what those, you're a clanging symbol. Why? Because now just the word of God is a clanging symbol to people. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Tell people to repent. Oh, that's a clanging symbol. Yeah. It's now, it, you know what I'm saying? It's like. What does love really look like? Love lays down its life. means I'll be persecuted to stick up for my best friend, Jesus. And if I lose a few friends on the earth, God will gain them back to me later. But I'm going to stick with, the, with, with my best friend, my first love. He says, but I have called you friends. For this thing you have heard of my Father and have made known of me. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain. And whatsoever you shall ask of the Father, He will give it to you. These things I command you, that you love one another. How come we got to keep asking for our friends to pray for us? If, if, if right here, if we're Jesus' friends, we ask Him ourselves. Whatsoever you ask, I can't depend that know surely what everyone's doing if they're obeying God 100%. I mean, you can start seeing the fruits in their life, but I mean, I'll ask people to pray. We need to, we do it all the time, but what more? When you know whatever you ask, you'll have it, and you'll believe it, and then you'll receive it. That's a great promise. But we got to obey Him there, and it's like, you're not saying do it, because when you obey Him, you're not going to ask things that disobey Him. You're not going to ask something that's going to do it, because He ain't going to give it to you. And first, it also manifests that you're not obeying Him. These things I command you, that you love one another. And if the world hates you, know that they hated me before they hated you. If the world, if you were in the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, and therefore the world hates you. And i got to tell you, there's a lot of worldly Christians in the church. And that's why they hate. They're more worldly than kingdom. And it's like, you're not going to agree with them, and they don't like that. You're going to say, hey, that's not the word. And boom, now you're on their hit list, or you're on the, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't want to use it because it's saying, but go on. You know, all of a sudden you're good friends, and all of a sudden you said something or did something, all of a sudden it's like, what happened to them? They don't really, if you said something, you always can say, it was something. Jesus should say, is this something I said? John 6, 6, 6, right? We love this revelation. Pick up my cross and I myself. He, he, and it says, the rest of his disciples walked with him no more. How, what do you think he was thinking? Turns around, are you going to leave me too? Right? He's like, what do you think he was thinking? They didn't leave him because he did something wrong. He said something. She should have turned around to them and said, hey guys, was it something I said? Because, you know, he's Jesus, though. He already knows what he said. It's from God. But we do that. Hey, is it something? But, well, I wonder what I said. Well, I said, I wonder what I said. And then he started playing, was it this and this and that? And I, Phew, I just let it go. Let him go. Dust your feet. Dust your feet, right? Because if you're not convicted by God, you haven't done anything wrong. Because if you're walking with Jesus and, and you say or do something and you really want to be right and walk in love, he will tell you. He will convict you. And if you have no conviction, unless you're way out there and you're not, I'm just I'm talking about you that are a friend of God. That whatsoever you ask, you shall have whatsoever you ask. He'll tell you because he's trying to approve you. Hey, you should have done this better. Then you can call that person. Hey, but if that person's already not, don't waste your time because you know what? Next week you'll say something again. So you're running after people. and You don't need to run after people. People need to run after Jesus. If you run after Jesus, they'll all run with you. Right? So God's like, 
Don't keep running after people that I'm not running after, right? Because people are going to run because they're running away from Jesus. If you're, oh, that's high in Allah, if you say that, well, if you're preaching the word and you want the fire of God, and it basically comes down to it, if you really look at it, what did you say? Nothing, because the Holy Spirit didn't convict you. Chase about to fall out the window. What? Why are you looking at me like that? Huh? Oh, I'm just playing. No, he must have. Hey, he's never, I've never seen him get tired, so he must have been moving. Oh, you've been moving like crazy. Oh, it's okay. Well, we're, okay, see, I know. Oh, good. Then it wasn't me. It's not my long preaching. I just don't want you to get hurt, brother. You know what happened to that last guy? <laughs> anyway, sorry, man. I was just playing. Oh, yeah, well, we're going to we'll pray for you first today. Okay, man. I'm just playing. Love you, man. All right. No, I honestly, I appreciate that. He probably, when he's been wanting to go to sleep the whole time, I've been struggling with that. I'm like, because I've never seen, so he took some medicine for his cold and making him tired. So you could, you could just lay out there and turn that speaker up, man, and just let the word go in you. Anyway, <laughs> it's funny though, I got that thing about the guy falling out the one day, right? I don't know. Anyway, awesome. All right, let's get, I'm done almost, guys, and then we're going to pray. Hallelujah! All right. So if they hated, they hated me, they hated my father also, right? He says that in 25, 23. And I had not come and spoken unto them, they had no sin. But now that I have no cloak for their sin, there's no covering anymore when the word comes. That's why Satan has him run. Because now Jesus comes and now there's no protection. No, that someone posted, I posted this a long time ago. Ignorance is bliss. No, ignorance is stupid. It's ignorance is ignorance. And if you're in the church and you don't want to know what the Word of God says or, or does, you're stupid. And I don't want to call anyone. I'm making a general statement. You're foolish because everyone says foolish virgin. You're foolish because if you know it's there and then someone comes, hey, man, you better read the Word not right. And you just say, oh, ignorance is bliss. I love, I just love this part of Jesus and I just want to feel good. And that is an ignorant thing because Satan's going to have your lunch. He's going to eat you for lunch. He's going to d- devour you because you, you're, you're, not, you're built on the sand. This word is the rock. So God, if we're preaching this thing, we're going to need it in a month. We're going to need it in a year. We're just going to pull it out of our spirit. It doesn't matter because he's saying it and he's put it on our heart. And how many of you did God let you see? I want to. I really want to know because I've, I've never, this was one of the, in, in public and everywhere, usually people aren't even like that with me, have felt and saw the, their faces and stuff of people that have, you felt the hate coming from them for no reason. No, raise your hand. Honestly. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. More than half of you. See? And you're, are you wondering, like, you know, I'm like, what? And you're like, oh, I gotta love more. Yeah, just love them. Smile at them. Don't, and give them the word of God. Don't go home and let that bitterness get in you or, or start to look at yourself and think that you're doing something wrong. And basically, if we look at the word, we're always up to some kind of fixing. So just continue to get fixed. Continue to get changed. But don't let people take you to this place or that place or the devil in your mind about persecution because we're spo- people that are persecuted for doing the right thing and for Jesus, it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen. And it says, but if you're persecuted and you're a bank robber, well, hey, that's different. If you're persecuted and, you know, you're, you're in fornication, then you're, that's different. Then Paul even talks about that. About, you know, then that's, you know, you're supposed to. But if you're persecuted for it, blessed are you. Because if Christians aren't being persecuted, that means they're not actually in the light. Undercover, incognito, in disguise. 
So, undercover, he said. It's funny because I learned what incognito was this week. I never saw it. So, I was like, oh, incognito. And I looked it up. And I was like, my God. You know, I was like, I can get a whole message on that. But we're not going to do that for the sake of time. What are you smiling? <laughs> no, the incognito. And I think a lot of Christians, I'm saying Christians in general, come to church. And you have that little smiley thing. And they're incognito. But really, amen. Okay. And when the comforters come, i got to stop looking at y'all's faces and say what God tells me to say. That's what i got to do. I'm looking over here, I'm feeling over there, and I'm like, oh my God, over there, it's hitting real hard. I'm going to wear those sun... I'm going to get the sunglasses that I can't see, maybe... I'm going to blindfold my eyes. I bet you I preach way better. I'll preach way better. Because in nations, you don't, you know, like, you're, you're here today and gone tomorrow. Let them have the word, and there's so much power in it. Here, you're like, man, I got to, you know, you got your buddy here. You know that you went through this with this person, and it's like, it's not easy. It's harder. Yeah, but I still know you're in the room, too, so it still makes it harder. But when you look at me, like, or you're like, or this person starts looking down, and it's like, oh, my gosh. It's not and then you hate me, but blessed am I for uh, persecuting <laughs> preaching what Jesus tells me to preach, right? But I don't feel it. I feel I don't like it. I don't feel blessed. We're not going to feel blessed. The blessing's probably going to come later, right? Oh, you're already with your looks. Yeah, I don't say I'm, I, I feel it with the looks. And the, yeah, anyway, you can persecute someone without saying a word. The look or the, the blind side or the ignoring somebody. I mean, there's a lot of rejections, persecution in a way because you're they're rejecting the Word of God and they're rejecting Christ in you and it's the whole thing. So it's like, oh, I hate rejection. Amen. And it's going to get worse? Is that what you're saying? Hallelujah. Well, all right, let's follow. Everybody, see, it's like nobody runs out. Or we go to the prosperity thing. We're running out. I'm going to be a millionaire next week. And two years, five years later, go by and say, I'm going to be a millionaire because you got that prosperity. It's like, how can we live like that? It's like, you're going to get whatever God has for you. Just obey Him and, and, and rejoice in it and be, be happy. And, 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 and godliness with, with content is great gain. And learn to that and you're going to be happy no matter what state you are. Because everything else is idolatry. Whether it's, I'm going to be happy when this person... I'm going to be happy when I find a better job. We've been to this. I'm going to be happy when I get more money. And the joy is for now. He didn't say, well, when you know this and that. And then, and it also talks about joy in that persecution thing. Rejoice and be joyful or whatever. You know, not, not jingle bells. Batman smells. Robin laid an egg. What the heck is that? Jingle bells, Batman smells, and Robin laid an egg. I think it's a form of rebellion. I'm glad they did it. Anyway, hallelujah. Now about the midst of the feast in the temple, they marvel. Everyone can stand up. And the Jews marvel, saying, He knoweth this man's letters, having never learned. Like, God, I've never seen this guy in the church. Jesus, I've never seen him. Look, look at this guy. Having never learned. And we didn't teach him. See, that you want to be accepted in the religious system. you got to have your certificate, and you got to be through, you know, Oral Roberts University, or this person, and you got to have this person. Like, where did this guy come from? What did Paul say about that? Paul said this, I wasn't ordained by man, but by God Himself. Jesus answered and said, this is the last thing I want to leave you with, and this is strong. Jesus said this, My doctrine is not mine. But Him that sent me. you got to say, my doctrine, if you're preaching the Word of God and you're living it, it's not mine. But it's Him who sent me. And if He's, he's, he'll, 
He can send you on the computer. He can send you to someone's house. He can send you to the tax stuff. And he can send you to the nations. Yeah. Everybody don't think they're sent because they're not going to on India this week so they're not sent. But you're, you're going to go home and he might send you to your neighbor's house. He might send you to, 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 to aisle number six in Publix That's on your right. break. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was for you. So I, I, you can tell that who that was. Anyway, he can, you can be in Walmart and he might send you to automotive when you only went for, for a carton of eggs. That's right. So we're all sent, but are you ready to be persecuted for being sent? And I'm telling you, it's a lot easier to preach and teach in someone else's house or in someone else's city or in someone else's family than your own. And Jesus answered and said, My doctrine is not mine, but him that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. Everyone's like, well, is that the word of God or not? Start doing the will and you'll know. Right? If anyone does his will, just just right there, just meditate on it. Because everyone's like, well, is this the doctrine? Is this the... How do you know that's not from God? Because I'm doing his will. I'm not going to get sucked into prosperity where I see the scripture in the Bible. That I know that's not what God's doing right now. No, my doctrine is not mine, but in that sin. Know that the words that you speak are life and they're in you, Jesus. And he says that I'll put my words in you when you need it. Don't worry what you're going to say. You can have that same thing no matter what. Anytime, know that his words are yours. If he can do that, then he can do it now and he's doing it. And he says that his words, our words are not our own, but him that sent us. We're being sent into the world every day now. He said, I send you among sheep and uh, uh, wolves every day. But we got to love the wolves. <laughs> and when they bite you and devour you, you got to love them. That's when you show real maturity. People get in love because they're loving, but it's like the world does that. Love people that love them. Start loving the people when, when you really love them, when you tell them the truth. Actually, I had a dream about this. And they turn around and hate you. And they say that you're not love, love, but if you go love just like the world love, like I'm giving you a present because you got me a present. It's like I pat you on the back and you pat me on the back. I like you, you like me. Oh, I help you, you help me. I give you money because you gave me money. I help you with your, with, with your, I give you my time because you gave me yours. See, we live like that and that's how everybody does and that's why they get it. That's not how the kingdom got. God says just do what he tells you to do and you will know his doctrine. And when you know his doctrine, you won't get lost. Whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He that speaketh of himself, speak his own glory. But he that seeketh his glory, that sent him. The same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. We know Jesus said, I do nothing but what I see my Father doing. And then, he went as far as said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. God wants us to get to the point where you see me, you've seen Jesus. And we don't do nothing because we're here to glorify. Jesus never glorified himself. That's why he came humbly. He didn't let them put posters. He healed people. He said, don't even tell people I did this. Because it's gonna, I, it'll, it'll rush the time. I'll be on the cross before I know it. And I know what I need to do. But people, most people didn't listen. They went and did it anyway because cause the word will go like, but until you die, you're not going to get that type of revenue. You're not going to move in that type of power until you're really dead and following him and doing his will and know his doctrine. So all of a sudden, you're like, people say, Jesus did all that because he always, what did he do? He pointed to the Father. Now he pointed to Jesus. It's easy. If you're constantly pointing to Jesus and you get famous, doesn't matter. People still just see Jesus. Because what's getting famous? God is glorifying himself. He said that the glory that I gave you, I give, give to you that he will be glorified. And the works that the good works that you do will glorify your Father in heaven and will glorify Jesus. Jesus made us born again that he will be glorified. 
So when we do greater works, He's actually glorified. We're not. He said, I go to the Father that... He, he said, I go to the Father, right? And He says, in the works I do, you will do in greater works. But the minute you do greater works because you want to be famous, you're going to get contaminated. You're going to get messed up. You're going to get deceived because Satan knows exactly the pride of life and all those things. So that's what's going on and people are having masses of crowd and things are going on. And the gifts are calling around repentance, but they don't know the doctrine. They have a gift. A gift doesn't get you into heaven. Doing the will of the Father does. A gift... And then you begin to, 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 to sell something, <laughs> right? So, one last thing I'm going to leave you with while you're standing, stretching, is this. If every good and perfect gift is from above, how in the world do I put a price tag on something that God paid, shed His blood for me? How do I put a price tag on anything, right? Jesus allowed people to give into Him all the time. He said, men don't give in your bones. But when I began to put a price tag, or I began to put a time limit, or I began to make a, 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 and charge people even a fee, that's not the doctrine of heaven. That's been, and then we get in traditions now in America. We have a tradition of how church is supposed to be even now. Before they did things not even half the bad as they did now. Simon the Sorcerer, imagine if nowadays... Peter would have said, yeah, give me that. That's not even enough money. I need more. They, what do you think? My anointing is cheap? Everyone's against Simon the Sorcerer. Peter said, your money perish with you. They didn't say, meet me down there, but you know, we'll make it right. and I'll, Or we'll sign. Here's another form of witchcraft. Come and, if you buy my book, I'll sign it. Who are you? Who cares? Did you get a revelation from heaven or is it from you? And they don't, but they, don't, they, they have no gut that that's wrong anymore. Did Jesus go around signing the Torah? Did, did Paul go around? He signed the, the one time. He signed the, and he said, "Scarred it with your life." Paul, and he signed it, that he wrote that. He didn't sign it because he made mass copies and they're going to be famous one day. Is that the spirit of God? No, it's the spirit of man, right? It's the spirit of the world. So we and God is purging the world and the thoughts and the ways of it because the minute our ambition drives us more than the doctrine of heaven, we're in trouble. So, Father, we thank you for your word, Father. We thank you for your word that will not return void, that it will accomplish everything that it's sent to do. And, Father, that many are doing and doing things and they don't even know it because everyone else is doing it, God. But, Father, we want the light of your word to resonate, God. And if they hate us and they end up repenting, then thank God. Because we need to obey you, God, rather than man. We need to do your word. Go to the nations. Father, we pray right now for the crusade in India, Lord. Father, we ask for miracle signs and wonders, God. Father, we ask for salvations, spirits of torment to be delivered from people. We ask you, Father, to move and stretch forth your hand, God, and do mighty signs and wonders that your name be glorified. That your kingdom be full. And all the idols and all the paganism and all the things that's been brought over to the churches in India, God, will be revealed. And I asked, he wanted to do this big pastor's conference. And I said, are we still doing the pastor's thing? Oh no, a lot of the pastors decided what, uh, they're doing the, all the Christmas celebrations. This. So Jesus is coming. And the power of God and apostolic anointing, and they're deciding to keep their traditions. See where that where it goes? It's not only this country. It's all around the world. I say, so, we'll go to the villages, and we'll do the crusade, and we'll go to that and let the pastors continue to, to, to have their plays and their skits and their singing Christmas trees, and, and we're going to preach the cross, the tree that Jesus hung on. Father, we just thank you for the, for the power of the gospel. And Father, we ask you right now, everyone put your hand on your, on your heart and on your head. And say, blessed, blessed are those that are persecuted 
for righteousness, for Jesus. Father, teach us your ways. Your ways are not our ways. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, do not withhold your conviction when I do something wrong. Let me discern righteous anger and pride, or righteous anger in my flesh. Father, I want to speak your oracles. I want to be a living epistle read by men when I speak and when I don't speak. When I preach and when I just talk. I want my life to be an open book. Father, make me What's that word? Trans. That's it. Transparent in everything I do, everything I say, and if there be any hidden agendas in me, I cast out the spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of Leviathan, and every spirit of witchcraft that would come and try to entice me to build my own kingdom. To try to entice me to create eunuchs under me. Father, right now, I ask you and I apply the blood of Jesus on my thoughts, on my heart, and on my will, and on my emotions. And I say yes to the cross today. And I say yes to Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. There is no condemnation when I'm in Christ. So Father, I put myself, I put Christ on me. Just like you said, put on Christ. And I make no provisions for my own agenda, for my own kingdom, for my own ways, even if the ends are good. Even if it's ministry in the name of God. If it's not pure, it's not the cross, I don't want it. I want you, Jesus. I want to see your power. I want to see you and manifest in my life and those people's lives that we walk with. Father, help us to pick up our cross. No matter when we're weak and we feel like we can't even lift it. You will help me carry it. It is mine. And I have my cross. And I have those things in my life that I need to deny. So Father, denying those things will help me walk in pure love. Father, do not let me be contaminated by any false doctrine, by any lies. And blessed is when I am, is in when you are, is in when we are all persecuted for Jesus. 